Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Highly Taken Podcast, episode number 18. Here I am again, David Seeker, back with you from Tallahassee. Christian Smith, at you from Rehoboth, Delaware this time. Oh, thank you. Hey, Nick Smith, back at you in Jacksonville. Let's get it, guys. I think, do you have your mic still? Me? I think, oh. I think your mic's just too good at cutting out sounds because it doesn't show the, the Yeah. Yep. off now uh-huh. can you hear me yeah i can hear you now yeah oh, okay all right so we'll, we'll get right into it we'll do our uh dubs and chugs results um yes sir let's find out baby we'll start with a, with a good one um this this was a pretty good weekend guys it came down to the wire christian came in first place oh yeah, back no. to back. with with five Oh, that's bad. Don't <laughs> we need boys? A dub's a dub, I guess. David had four. Ooh. I had four. You know what that means. I mean, the tiebreaker. Tie and it goes into the tiebreaker. And like we said, we picked the Phillies Miami game. Mm-hmm. David, do you remember who you picked to win? I picked the Marlins to win. I know I picked the Marlins to win. You picked the Marlins to win? I picked the Phillies to win. Okay. And because of that, I lost. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but hey, I'm just I'm glad but, the tiebreaker finally came into effect, man. Well, wait, yeah, I mean, it was a bad week for all of us. However, it was a really close week for all of us, considering yeah. the first place is only one ahead. Well, we all pretty much picked different games too, like you know, which was actually different, but we all had relatively the same score. But I'll go ahead and drink my seltzer, guys. Don't mind yeah. me. I guess, uh, Christian, you are exposing your knees to us right now, so I guess that means you go first. Show us your best uh, centers in the NFL. Yeah. Um, you did centers this time, right? I did do centers this time, yes. There we go. Uh, Good boy. Look, I'm not going to lie to you guys, dude. I never realized how many of these centers in the NFL I don't really know, but a lot of them mm-hmm. I do. Some of them I don't, but. It was tough. Yeah, I have Cody Whitehair sitting at the 10. Uh, he's been a very reliable center uh, and key piece for that Bears offensive line. I'm pretty sure he's the longest tenured offensive lineman on that Bears line as well. Uh, I mean, the guy just plays the position very solidly. He knows what he's doing. I believe he has a Pro Bowl or two under his belt as well. Coming in at number nine, I have Ryan Jensen for the Bucks. Uh, this is a longtime vet who has played very well at the position. Uh, multiple career Pro Bowls there as well. Helped keep that offensive line uh, in the Style of position as of last year, he's going to have to, you know, play a huge part again this year with the new quarterback system and ball's not going to come out of the hands as fast as it would with the likes of Brady. But one way or another, this guy's a very good center. Number eight, I went with Connor Williams from the Dolphins. Didn't watch a whole bunch of his tape as I was looking up with these guys today, but I seen that he was pretty good in the run block. I believe last year he ranked in the top 10 of run block rating uh, amongst all offensive linemen. and. I mean, the guy seems to be a pretty solid beast, not going to lie. Number seven is going to be David Andrews for the Patriots. Oh, excuse me. This is another guy, though. Uh, I mean, I feel like David Andrews has been in the league for a little bit of time now, and year in, year out, he's a guy that I've actually seen uh, whose name's been on there. He's got a couple of Pro Bowls under his belt. He can always do what he needs to do on the run. He's not a horrible lineman in the past, 
but I mean, definitely more of a run or a better run center than he is a pass center. Number six, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce his last name right, is going to be Ethan Posick for the Browns. Another guy that I don't know much about, uh, but looking at through all of his pro football focus grades last year and some of his foam from last year, the guy seems to be a very, very reliable center. Uh, he's good in the pass game, even better in the run game. That helps uh, Nick Chubb out and, you know, be as efficient of a runner as he is. Number five, I'm going to roll with Tyler Lindenbaum from the Ravens. Uh, I believe he was picked just two years ago, maybe even last year. But, I mean, he had a very good first season in the league, second season in the league. Uh, guy he seems to know what he's doing. He's becoming a very, very good run blocker more than a pass blocker. But, I mean, he's a good pass blocker as well. But the run block he's he's starting to develop is, is just very, very good. Number four is going to be Frank Ragnome from the Lions. This is a guy who I feel could have maybe been in the three spot. But injuries is kind of going to be my biggest thing here with him. Uh, but, he I mean, he's a very good center. He knows how to block in the run. He knows how to block in the mm-hmm. yeah. oh, hey, hey, whoa. whoa. Okay. His, yeah, your audio is coming out. Your audio's coming out. Probably. Uh oh. We just Sorry. lost Christian. Christian can't come to the phone right now. Oh, why? Oh, he's dead. <laughs> Christian's dead. We can't hear you yet. Okay, there you are. Nope. Okay. This is interesting. Oh, there it is. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. I just like I see bro motherfucker. Yo yo. Nice. Yo yo, yeah, now yeah. I can hear you. Yeah, it's because I was connected to Odessa's freaking car. <laughs> he probably just heard a bunch of just like oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could hear you guys through the garage. <laughs> That's fine. Just keep on going. I don't you were where was, number four. Where did I I was on like did I cut out on four? I just heard N number four, so I think so, right? Or no, so I didn't three. Talk. No, you just did number four because it was Ragnar. Yeah, I about to say Ragno. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was making sure. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let me get back to my notes. I'm sorry, guys. That may be difficult. Number three is going to be Corey Lindsley for the Chargers. Um, I mean, he's he's another guy who we so when I get into the top two here, uh, I feel like he's just a small step below the two guys I have in the top two. Corey Lindsley is a guy who can do it all. And he's a big anchor to that Chargers offensive line. I think the biggest thing is the guy can use some help. I think he has, I think, for Sean Slater is who it is over there with uh, Chargers. But one way or another, I mean, that Chargers offensive line is not as great as it can be. But Lindsley is a huge, huge, solid part of that team. Uh, and he helps keep Herbert upright for the most part as much as he can. He had a very good passing and run blocking grades last year. Uh, I want to say he was top three in both on through pro football focus at the center position. So. Very good, very good player. PFF, David's favorite. I know. Mm. Number two, Creed Humphreys, baby. Because Ooh, let's yeah, go. That's the Let's go. Gotta be two. Creed Humphreys at number two spot, dude. Look, guys, young. He's an animal. He's, I mean, he's a beast, right? I can't, can't argue with dude. The guy's very, very good in position. 
Can't argue it. I don't think you can argue it. No. I mean, no, you can't argue it. You can't argue it. Because the number one spot, obviously, is without a doubt, in my opinion, cannot be argued. Never will be argued. The greatest of all time. Run it back. Jason Kelsey. Wham, bam. Thank you. Boy. Ma'am. He didn't even so he boy. didn't even give us like a real reason why Humphreys was number two. He just he's right just he's just not as good as Kelsey. That's why he's, he's number not, two. Yeah, he just yep, couldn't handle exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hey. I couldn't. I my heart was just racing to get it out because Jason Kelsey's the best center in football. Creed Humphreys is everything that Jason Kelsey is except Jason Kelsey, and that's why Creed Humphreys is the so, two and Jason Kelsey's is the one. Yeah, I mean we'll let we'll let David go uh, yeah. next, but I mean Christian, I feel like we we pretty much did like. The same homework over here. I don't know what happened. Did we? <laughs> All of them are pretty. Because guys keep looking at stupid pro football focus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, David, go go at it, man. Who do you right. got? At number ten, I have Ted Karras from the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, he's one of the there's the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, number ten. I mean, I don't okay. think he's. I think if he isn't at ten, he's at eleven or twelve. I think he's pretty up there. But I mean, obviously, the offensive line for Cincinnati Bengals has need to have some major improvement. They had a good improvement last year, but they need more. Now they got Orlando Brown Jr. in there. Um, last year, he looked really good. Now, if you want to talk about pro football focus grades, whatever, I'll say I looked at a pro football focus grade for him, 76.1 in pass blocking grade, which is fourth best at that position. Now, again, like I say, it's a key part of a rebuilding O-line that if they have a solid year protecting Burrow again, that pass game going, I think the AFL could be worried and the Cincinnati Bengals could be the team in the AFL to come out. The the AFL. AFL. Yeah, the AFL. They're actually going back. Yeah, uh, we're we're making the yeah. league again. We're going back. <laughs> I got really um, confused for a second. The AFC, yeah. Uh, I know number what nine. And number nine, I have Connor Williams from Miami. Um, this is actually his first season he had under center. Um, and he certainly did a really good job. Uh, it wouldn't be fair to put that improvement exclusively down to the fact that um he got to play center for the for the entire year because he was a pretty improved throughout his years in Dallas as well. Um, he's just 26 years old, but he's had five seasons under his belt, and I wouldn't be shocked to see him make another jump up next year. Number eight, I have Ryan Jensen from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Jensen played just one game wow. in 2022. In 2022, it was pretty rough, but. That's what's to be expected when you have a very terrible knee injury that you miss a whole season for. Nick and I actually saw the injury happen live. Uh, that happened at the, during the playoff game versus the Bucks and the Eagles. I thought that um, gave us a chance. No, yeah, we were down by like 30 <laughs> at that point, I think. <laughs> but, um, you know, from 2019-2021, he was the fifth best um, blocking rush blocking uh, center. And even though he is older, he's getting up during age he still has that ability to set the tone of the offense in the run game. They'll need it this year because I'm not sure how much Baker Mayfield's going to be doing in that passing game this year. Obviously you still have great weapons out there um, in your wide receivers, but I don't know if he is still up to par at number seven. I'll have Ethan Pochich from the Cleveland Browns. He was Seattle's second round pick in 2017, but he struggled as a guard in those first three seasons, but they moved him over to center Ever since then, he's been doing really well in those past couple of years. Now, you may argue, you know, of course, part of the improvement may be the fact that he is between Joel uh, Batonio and Wyatt Teller, two top 10 um, offensive guards. But he has had improvement dating back to 2020 when he's with the Seahawks. So I think it's kind of fair to at least give him some credit there. 
At number six, I'll have David Andrews from the New England Patriots. He was undrafted back in 2015, not related to you, Brooklyn, um, nor would it be if I got, I guess that would be if I got married to you and took your last name. Um, but nice. he has done pretty well since entering the league. He's had 700 or more snaps in seven of his eight seasons, and he's done really well with his pro football focus group and all but <laughs> two of those years. <laughs> I will say the only reason why I don't like profile focus, I think, I don't know why they get their grades from. I think they're stupid. However, there's not a lot of stats to go off of when you're looking at linemen, especially centers. It really, yeah, it really is. And then I I just like, it's like they have their own thing. Well, he is a pro football football focus grade of this. I'm like, where are you getting this grade? Yeah, from? like, what do you get yeah. the grade from? Like, some person <laughs> sitting up there. Said, he's like, who said pro football focus was like the people to decide yeah. to? Like, yeah, no, right. Someone's paying. I think I. I that's why I. I think that uh, Humphrey paid them last year. Yeah, you ever go on if you go on like NFL on anything now? I'd be like, oh, he's got a pro football focus grade. I'm like, yeah, I was yeah. like, that, you know, you lost credibility with me as soon as you didn't put Miles uh, Sanders as your like top fifty rookies of the his rookie year. Yeah. Um, at number five, yeah. I have Frank Ragno from the Detroit Lions. He was a twenty third wow. overall pick in twenty eighteen. He's been one of the best run blocking centers in the NFL since he arrived in Detroit. He has missed some time due to injury throughout his career. Um, but you can't argue that the fact that he has been one Ugh. of the better centers for run blocks. I mean, look at the success of people like Williams and Swift, who have now gone on to other places because of how well they did in Detroit. At number four, I have Corey Lindsley from the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, he had his second worst run blocking season of his career last year. However, he had a really great passing blocking season as um, as well. He has a career high in his PFF for pass blocking. Whoever really <laughs> grade that on. Um, he'll be 32 years old this season, but we haven't really seen decline in him yet. Um, so I think it's pretty safe to keep him in that top five. At number three, I have my surprise pick. I have Tyler Linderbaum from the Baltimore Ravens at number three. I knew he had okay. to be up there. He has it. He's he's top yeah. five. And so the reason why it's really crazy to think uh, he was a rookie last year, right? So I'm saying that the third best center is a two-year player, um, but he did really well in his run blocking, which came from Iowa, right? I I think he came from Iowa. I think he's on those Iowa teams. Iowa. Um, But I mean, he is, he has been one of the best run blocking centers in the league, which he needs to be. You have the three best running backs in the league and Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, and JK <laughs> Dobbins. So, I mean, he had some pass blocking struggles, but a lot of that had to do with the fact that he still hasn't been able to read stunts yet. And that's going to come in a huge improvement in year two. I'm, I think Todd Monken is now their new offensive coordinator. So it's going to be interesting to see how he incorporates him and in getting uh, into that offensive line. And number two, I have Creed Humphrey, my favorite band, Creed, um, Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. Humphrey has been in the NFL for two seasons and has been doing really well those two seasons. Um, now, if you're looking at pro football focus, he barely edged out Jason Kelsey by 0. 0.5 points in his pro football focus race. <laughs> um, and then they so factored A lot of people want to factor in age as well. I think it's a fair projection if you really want to put him over the uh, Jason Kelsey. However... Jason Kelsey, I feel like, brings a lot more to the table, which is why my number one is Jason Kelsey from the Philadelphia Eagles, consistently one of the best centers for over a decade now. He was dominant as a run blocker throughout his career. Um, And I think, obviously, you know, you want to sit there and look at how great he's been at playing. 
He can pull really well. He gets out there fast. But the most important thing for me is that he is a leader. You know, he has yeah. been he has been the number one guy. He's been the battery of that offense. You know, you 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 look at the who how many offensive linemen this team has had that have been amazing. You look at Evan Mathis, Lane Johnson, Jason Peters, yeah, Brandon Brooks, Brandon Brooks, Sam Alu. Now you have Malata, Landon Dickerson, even Cam Jurgens. He has been the center point to all those great offensive lines. And even now, he could retire and be a Hall of Famer, but he wants to come back and run it back again. And he has not shown any stops bad taste. in production. Bad taste you know in mean? his mouth. He's the best in the NFL right now. He's the best center in Eagles football history, and he is the best yeah. center in NFL history, and that's why he is at my number one. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's really hard to argue um, yeah. you know, at that spot. But uh, I'll, I'll kick this off um, with mine at number 10. Mm, looks good. Uh, I have. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Honorable mentions. Um, oh, I have Cody yeah. Whitehair <laughs> from the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I have Brian Allen from the Rams, Mitch Morse from the Bills, and Drew Dahlman from the Falcons. You can continue. Yeah, I wanted to put I wanted to put Brian Allen on there, man, but I, I just couldn't do it. Uh, he's right out. He's right outside. But at number 10, I got Cody Whitehair. Um, you know, I think he's starting. He's He's doing better now that he has someone that can run. That's basically a running back there as well. So, um, and I think it's only going to get better with what they've been doing with that team. So that's why I'm going to have him in, in the top 10 for sure because of that. Uh, number nine, Ted Karras. I knew David would like this pick. I was kind of surprised when he said 10. And, you know, I feel like he's a little better than 10. Um, with that offensive line, uh, you know, they, they look, they paid money for that team. So, I mean, I, I, he's, he looks great. I really hasn't had many sacks given up through the middle. So, um, you know, Joe Burrow is also a beast. So that could have something to do with it as well. At number eight, I got Connor Williams. I put him on here because, uh, he decided to leave Dallas. You know, he, he deserves to be in the top 10 just because of that. That's a criteria. That's all you gotta do. Don't be Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Hey, any, any player that wants to make my top 10, leave Dallas. Um, but you know, the fact that he, this was his first year under center and he went out and he, I mean, he was great. He looks great. Um, and you know, for the dolphins, they didn't really have a line. We saw it. <laughs> we saw what happened to Tua. We saw what happened to Teddy. I mean, and he wasn't the issue. So, I mean, that, that's what I, I liked about him. Um, and I think he could jump on this list too, you know, jump up having another year under his belt. Um, if only if only the Miami Dolphins had a great offensive lineman like Tunsil, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Stop, dude. Uh, at number seven, I got Ethan Pochich. Uh, like David said, pretty much stole everything from me. The 2017 uh, pick over there for Seattle. Um, I mean, it, it's crazy to me that he was a guard that moved to center, uh, but you know. He looks good. Uh, I hope it doesn't work out for him in, in Cleveland because I'm not a Winston or not a Winston, but a Watson fan. Uh, don't think he's that good. Um, but, you know, he deserves to be on that list. Number six, I got the undrafted free agent, David Andrews with the Patriots. Um, I love seeing players make the list when 
you know, you go undrafted and you come out there and you're one of the best players in the league at your position. Um, yeah. You like to see it. And I think he's going to make another jump. Um, you know, he's right outside the top five. He could possibly make his way in the top five. Although arguably this top five that's sitting in here is it's going to be hard to beat these top five. Um, yeah. Leads me into it. I got number four, Frank Ragno. Five. You didn't even say five. Oh, number five. Thank you for helping me count. Number five, Frank Ragno. Um, you know, arguably one of the best run blocking centers in the league. Um, you know, he needs to work on the passing game, but you know, it, but being a run blocker is a huge part of the job there as a center. Um, leading off into my number four, Tyler <laughs> Linderbaum. Uh, Linderbaum. I mean, let's be honest, dude. The guy comes out there his first year in the league and shows a, a crazy amount. Like he didn't even just graduate college and get into the league. I mean, that's that's unheard well, did of. Did he graduate college? Did he go three years or four years? Well, I'm sure he graduated. Most of these linemen play all yeah, go usually, all yeah, years. Usually, linemen aren't going. Three yeah, years. they're they're not someone that just go out and like oh, because you don't be like oh, who's this guy? Like you don't really think about it. But either way, dude absolutely took the leap and looked great. But that's also he had Huntley as his quarterback pretty much all year last year. Baller. And having having Lamar there, Pro Bowler. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's Pro Bowler Huntley to you. Stop Come on. it. But now that he's going to have Lamar there, you know, even if they do get some pressure on him, Lamar's just going to. Yeah, but did, but did no. Lamar make the Pro Bowl last year? I mean, come on, let's be real. Is Lamar <laughs> even better than Huntley? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's something we need to argue. I mean, the you money well, talks. One, one more playoff win than him, he does. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think I, I, he could end up being number three. I just don't know about the two, if you can be better than those two. But <laughs> at number three. I got Corey Lindsley. Um, he looked great all year, and all the games that I watched, the Chargers, I don't think I saw him give a sack up at all. Uh, he looked great in the passing game. Um, you know, for that, you know, like that's gonna that's gonna help him. I don't think he it's even possible to be number one or number two of the position. Um, could, but I don't think it's possible. Getting into my number two. Gross. You taking my number with, two? With arms wide open. Yeah, Creed, let's Creed, go. <laughs> I mean, dude's great. He's good at what he does. Uh, I still feel like he paid someone to get that number one spot last year. I don't agree with it. Nothing. He He's not really the huge leader on the team. He's there. I mean, he has Mahomes, which is great and everything like that. I just... I don't think he's number one. He's number two for sure, but he's not number one. Getting into my number one, the leader himself, that dog mentality, Jason Kelsey. I'd just uh, like to point out, you said to me that I didn't give any specific reason why Kelsey was above Creed, and you did not give a specific reason either. Yeah, I did. I said he's not a leader. I said he's not a leader. Uh, oh, my God. Jason Kelsey is the leader on the team. They he's been that guy since the beginning, since we drafted him. He stepped up big. Um, mm -hmm. I, I do can go out whenever he wants. I don't care if he plays another ten seasons. I don't care how long. Even if he's the worst center in the league, he paid his dues. He has always been the best center in the league, uh, in my opinion. Dude, you see him go out on the edge and 
have some crazy rushing run blocks. I mean, the dude yeah. takes out two people at a time and he just keeps going. He loves what he does. Like he just loves it. Uh, he's just got quick. That, he's got that dog mentality. Um, but yeah, that's hungry that's dogs run faster. That's what I'm saying. Um, but that is my top 10 uh, guys. Unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> I lost my, I lost the bet. Congrats. Oh, um, huh. you know, I, I said Dame was going to get traded. I waited down to the last wire, hoping every time I would wait a minute, him, wait a minute, breaking news, breaking news. Yeah. You lost. Uh, continue. Yeah. Continue. Breaking news. And Nick um, has to punished. Yeah. And I, like, I thought about it and, you know, I, every time I would see a notification pop up on my phone, I was like, oh, this is it. He's getting traded. No, didn't happen. So uh, we came up with, uh, I had to go and buy this, by the way. Um, I'm going to put some cayenne pepper in some water. Uh, and I don't know how much to put in here, David. I'm, don't uh, put too much. You don't have to put too much in it. Ooh, it doesn't. Mm-mm. But just so you know, it's it's probably the whole I just I just opened it. So yeah. uh so it's gonna be a little different for Nick and his chugs and everything. Um in oh. more recent months, he has the Daniel fast for his church, so he said no alcohol and we're not gonna oh, tell him. Oh no. It just what did you put in out. there. It How just much nice. dude. I I mean I, I can't even show you, but I got clumps in here. <clears throat> well, you should get a fork, stir it up. For all of you who don't know, cayenne pepper is actually really good for you. Put it in some water. It actually helps with stomach ulcers and helps with digestion as well. So if you're looking for that, the only after the side effects of it is it does burn and his poop may burn too, just a little bit. <laughs> it smells so weird. It doesn't taste too bad. It just tastes spicy. It's just fire water. And what you know what better way to punish somebody for a hot take than make his mouth actually hot? So... um we're gonna have him do that, and I mean, I guess while we're doing that, Christian, you can tell us about your certified baller. Yeah, my certified baller. Okay, that was actually really quick. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, dude, oh, it's you in my throat. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, you're you're actually you're red, dude. You're yeah. red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude's a tomato <gasps> already. How was that? <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. It's just in my throat. I am dirty and I need to be smoked up. That is so bad. I'd rather <laughs> have those I'd rather have those two shots. <laughs> oh, That's a non-alcoholic fireball. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not my uh, my this certified baller. Yeah, Nick, he's going through that. it right now. <laughs> I know, literally, Nick's like dying over here. Dude, your poop's gonna be so nice. <laughs> now, my certified baller for this week, uh, for uh, yeah, this week's gonna be the Oklahoma Thunder as Ooh. a team collectively. And the reason the Oklahoma Thunder is my certified baller is because I just found that, and this might have been news that's been out for a minute, but this is news that I found out it's been going around for a while exclusively as of this week. is the Thunder now have 35 draft picks over the next seven years, and 15 what? of those are first-round draft picks. Yes, Wait, 35. I'm sorry, 35? There's only this two? Th there's only two? Yep, there's only two rounds. The Thunder have 35 draft picks over the next seven years, and 15 of which are first-round draft picks. Uh, so where do they get those from? 
Like, are they getting them from the Russell Westbrook trade? Did they get anything for Chris Paul? I'm not honestly. I'm not 100 sure how they all came through collectively. I just know through, and it's through. If you go and look it up on, I don't know Paul, like what. Where maybe the, maybe got some for Paul George from the Clippers as well. That's yeah. a lot. Of, oh, yeah, that's a and then, lot. But that's also a team that you know we didn't get to see Chet Holgram at all last year, and yeah. Alexander. Alexander's yeah. a baller. Yeah, he's a baller. That's interesting. Yeah, a team the team is set up very, very nicely for the future. And you are and like we just said, you know, with Chet coming back and everything we expect him to be and what we've already seen out of Alexander, this team could be a very, very good team. And very soon as well. I mean I mean, like I like we said, there's only two rounds in the stinking draft. And for you to have thirty five picks over the next seventeen or seven years, I mean that's just that's unreal. Yeah, I, mean, man. Said, yeah. I mean, five picks a draft, like that's that's, that's, that's crazy. Insane. Wow. Where did you find that? Like what, what made uh, you like how did you stumble upon that, dude? Dude, so I was at I was on I was just on Instagram oh. and I was just scrolling through and it was something that popped up on ESPN and I was like, wow. Oh I, I, I was I was kinda like mind blown. Like that's you crazy. Heard it, you heard it here first on the highly taken podcast, not on ESPN. Yeah, not on ESPN. ESPN who? And then uh yeah, right. And then so do you guys have any certified or can I just hop to the deflated? You already I, know that he probably has an honorable mention, I but have right now my mention. esophagus and my stomach are burning. Like I can feel it going all the we'll way give, down. We'll give him a little bit of time. We only have a minute left, so we can. Oh, yes. Yes. Sometimes uh, he, needs, he needs to recover. And so, so you know how I am. I obviously have honorable mentions. I'm the honorable mention guy. Um, if you look at my name of the yearbook, Honorable mention at Trinity Christian Academy. Um, <laughs> so my, my my certified honorable mention baller is actually going to be a combined baller because there was a combined no hitter that the Detroit Tigers threw this past week. I Matt like Manning, it. Jason Foley, and Alex Lang combined for a no hitter. Now I know it's not as rare as a perfect game, but is the 320th no hitter in MLB history and the ninth in Tigers history. I'm just glad that this one wasn't ruined by a terrible umpire's call. Oof. Yeah. That's no, rough. I'm... That's real rough. Do you have another one, or is that the one you're going with? No, that, that was the one. Um, All right. I like it. If you, if you want to put another honorable mention, um, obviously that replay official during the Marlins Phillies again that we saw. What a great <laughs> guy. What a great call. Mm. Nice. New York, you got that wrong. Um, Christian, who's your deflated baller, man? My foot, my uh, my deflated baller is going to be the MLB committee who decides on the subs and replacement for the MLB All Star game, and specifically because yes, Blake Snell was left out, and I am absolutely, utterly mind blown how he was left out, dude. Have you guys seen the tear he's been on recently through his last nine games? Listen, dude, man, I, I get it. That's nine it games. Makes, I mean, dude, yeah, it's nine games, but even if you go into a season average, dude, this guy's pitching better than half the other guys that made through the reserves. I mean, the guy's guy's pitching on a, a great year, but realistically, the Padres suck. So. Deserve, though. Deserve what he did to Harper. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I mean, we I talked about it a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about how the all-star selection needs to change. Nick and I were actually talking to this guy that was a Tampa Bay Rays fan, and we're like, yeah, like it's so bad. Like Wander Franker, there's no reason that he shouldn't have been an alternate. Sure, no. you, you can say that, yeah, you know, he uh he should have been a starter, maybe, but like he should have at least been on the reserves. Should have been he on wasn't, the team. Was not put on the team until after Trout got hurt. So yeah. like I mean, dude, the the guy 
led the league in stolen bases, and the closest guy next to him was like twenty behind him. Oh, and he was batting over three hundred. He so. had he had I think he had almost the same amount of stolen bases as one of the MLB teams combined. And he like, stole one against Real right. Muto. Yeah, and he had a home run in the same game. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it it needs. It needs to be like like David you said before. Then maybe they go to what the NBA does, and you know you, kind of like you still you still yeah. vote you still vote on it, but you still need to have the committee and the players voting on it too. I mean, it, it's not it's not fair. You have people like Casty. Yes, he made the reserves, but in all honesty, he should have been a starter. Yeah, yeah, like my Scott baby Bryson Stott. Yeah, didn't yeah. get a chance because he's not a the name that anyone knows. You know, batting three hundred the entire time. You know, it, it's just not it's not right that these guys aren't getting in the recognition that they deserve. And these other people like Trout. I'm sorry, Trout didn't deserve to make it. Uh, Harper didn't deserve to make it. And but they made it because of their name. And now they're going to go down. That's another All Star game that they've got on their name. It's going on their resume. You know, Harper is going to go down as 15, 20 time All Star because of his name. And I don't I don't like it. I don't like well, it. Well, I like, look, I, you know, at the end of the day, though, I would like to give a special shout out to a first time uh, all star game maker. Shout out Corbin Carroll. He's doing everything. Oh my God. I mean, he's just on, he's on a tear, guys. <laughs> Love to see it, baby. You knew it was going to happen, man. You know, he was going to say, as soon as he, I knew he was going to say, it's Corbin Carroll. Um, Corbin Carroll. Dude saddles up Corbin Carroll. He's but, a prize pony. <laughs> but, uh, David, I'll, I'll let you go last since, you know, you're going to have an honorable mention. My deflated baller is the San Antonio Spurs. Ooh, Spurs. okay. And I'm going to say this because did anyone see how Victor, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name, Wambinyama. Wambinyambe. Wambinyambe, not Wambinyambe. 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 Whatever. Hakuna Matata for all I care. The guy. <laughs> your tatas. The guy got bullied they had to sit him out he's not playing for the rest of the summer league because he's that bad and they don't want him to look any worse than what, what it do is. you mean dude his second game he came in and dropped 27 points bro and... did you see yeah but he can't he's not a facilitator he can't go down and post up he can only do yeah. things around he's getting bullied down there he can't he was i literally saw him throwing elbows into people and he can't back up dude, a small guy scoot, scoot should have been the number one pick man and i'll stand to so, it so that's why they're they're my my deflated baller but i have an honorable mention david oh i like it i like honorable mentions which i want you to finish i want you to finish what you were gonna say oh i was gonna talk about Wambinyama, whatever his name is um the thing is it's that was my big thing he has great athletic talent but he's so skinny yeah, he has yeah. no meat on his bones. At least Chet, uh, Chet Holgram came out and got some meat on his bones. But like even with Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant didn't have any meat on his bones. Like you can't. But neither did Giannis at first, though. Yeah, but at first, yeah. But they got him in that weight room, so maybe he just needs some time in that weight room. Maybe, well, maybe it's that's why. Maybe that's why. Because dude, you pull him after two games. Come on now. You're you're that tall and that skinny. You are gonna get bullied. Like you go yeah. against a guy like Embiid. Embiid is a big, like not fat, but he's buff and he's seven foot tall. And he's yeah. going to post you up. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And so and it's just going to be something that he'll need to be able to do because I don't think at yeah. that height, um, I don't think you're going to be able to sit there and go down in the post or else you're just going to get 
out yeah. outmatched the entire time. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, my my honorable mention, and we 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 can't go this this uh video without bringing this up. Northwestern, and how Ooh, do you let yeah. it go under? You're telling me that Pat Fitzgerald, the head coach, didn't know about it. He just said, well, I had no idea what's going on. It's hazing. And it's sexual and everything that's going on. I mean, that's that's terrible. It's been going on. How many years has it been going on that we don't even know about, that we just found out about it? I mean, that's that's the issue. Um, they deserve whatever they get. I hope. I hope honestly, I hope they they're not able to play in a ball game for the same thing as USC for do five you, years. Do you think they give them the death penalty, or do you think they just? <laughs> Dude, they they need to they need to be punished. I think five years without being bowl eligible. I think that's what you have to do with the organization. What? It's that simple. What wait would they aren't were, they weren't already being punished? Not allowed to be bowl eligible the past couple of years. Were they're they already? They were just wait. they're just they're just bad. That was that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, just, just, they just been ass. They've just no, been that bad. Yeah, I can't say much about hazing. I went to FSU, you know, before I got there, like that year, like somebody actually died from hazing. Um, but like, and that's awful. There was one case when I lived in Indiana. There's a school called um, Wood Memorial, and their football team got like suspended for the entire year because they were hazing freshmen on the football team. They, they were, were memorializing actually, wood. Do they basically they were shoving broomsticks up their butts and making them suck the lineman's titties. So what? This was hazing? Yeah, I mean hazing is a very loose term. It's it's very interesting. It can be anything from like oh, you know, go carry my bags the entire year to sucking they suck that lineman's titties, I guess. Uh that's <laughs> awful. Weird. I mean, um, I don't, I don't mind a little bit of haze, like going in there. Something that's not, yeah, dude. Like a solid titty, like school. Like no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, I prove like, the butt. You know, who yeah. has it? I just yeah, think, literally. I think sexual hazing, yeah, is way too far. I mean, yeah. I even, even in my opinion, even if you go out there and just demoralize someone i i don't agree with that but i mean hazing that's what it's part of it man they even uh rookies in nfl still get hazed um but it, it, they do it in fun yeah it just depends what you define as hazing like i feel like haze now has a very negative connotation to it because of what's come out with a certain amount of hazing that's been going on i mean it's it's just a very slippery slope now like what yeah. is okay and what isn't now obviously sexual stuff like you said no way no way people are like oh yeah we're gonna shove a broom of a guy's butt and think that's okay yeah exactly i mean there, there's definitely a line and they crossed it and they are gonna deal with the repercussions of what they did so so i'll go with my deflated baller um i'll give a slight honorable mention here i was gonna put the angels on there um because again they're literally physically deflating right now I talked about how they were going to fall to fourth place in the division. Um, they did it a lot quicker than I thought they would, um, but they are now fourth place behind the Mariners. <laughs> they definitely did. Um, but my deflated baller I have are Sharks, Marlins, and officials. No, no, no. I'm not talking about a Chinese basketball team or a baseball team or umpires or refs. I'm talking about competitive fishing. Um, this weekend, a fishing team had lost out on $3.5 million prize. They caught a 619-pound blue marlin. However, the fish was judged as mutilated, which disqualified the team's catch and prize, which went to the second-place team who only had a 450-pound fish. Um, now, 
Apparently, the rule goes that if the skin is penetrated or a chunk of flesh is missing due to sharks, other fish, mammals, propellers, then the fish is deemed to be disqualified. And so because of that, the judges ruled that the fish had to be disqualified. Did you say that it was like 200 pounds heavier than any other fish? It, it was almost about 200 pounds heavier than the second place While fish. also being messed up. See, and that's what I said too. I was like, why does it matter if it's mutilated? I feel like if it's missing stuff, that makes oh. it lighter. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. That's that's so jacked. I'm sorry, guys. That's that's messed up. They they were fighting with that thing for six hours. Oh, I believe it. I believe it, man. Six hours to catch that one fish just to be told it's disqualified. Oh, absolutely insane. Wow. Hey, come on now. Wow. Hey, at least I, I thought you were going to go with what those people were doing for years uh, when they were doing the bass tournaments and putting oh, weights stuff in the weights yeah. inside. Yeah, stuff in the weights inside. And they finally got caught and they had to, I think they had to give up all of their down goes Christian. They had to give up all of their earnings <laughs> from what they, they won and they were DQ'd for everything. Um, man, I mean, what yeah. a, that's Dude, tough. Derby Derby starts in two minutes. A Rosarena for the win. Rosarena, Rosarena's gonna win. He, that's our boy. He's gonna win the home that's run. That's our boy. Let's well, see. it's only our boy because Corbin Carroll's not in it. But oh you know my gosh, he's, yeah, well, he's your boy toy. There's a big difference in here. No, so we got... Bryson Stott is my boy toy. Get it right. I hey, did I tell you that? Uh, I should have said my deflated baller was David. Um, for almost losing my wallet, <laughs> for leaving his wallet in the stadium. Um, but. It ended up being a good thing because I got to see Salsa and Stott walk out of the the stadium, so that was nice. Um, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has hair like, dude, just like yours, by the way. So that's probably why I you know like him. I know um, but that's going to get us to our last little segment, guys. Uh, our hot takes of the week, as always. Ladies first. Christian, how about you, Christian? Here we go. You ready for this one? This one's really hot. Uh, this is what I like. You ready for it? The NL side of the All-Star game is going to throw a no-hitter. No. <laughs> no, dude. A no-hitter? I think they're starting. No hit. They're starting. Um, oh, wow. Gallon. I think they're starting yeah. Gallon. I, dude, there's no way you're going to get a no-hitter. They're going to juice those no balls. Hitter. I think no, also. They it, purposely want it to be a high-scoring game. It's not happening. Isn't there also like a stat out there that the AL has won like. The nine nine in a row. Like, it's nine in a row. Yeah, they've just dominated the past several years. And was about to dominate now. Boys. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that should be the hot takes. The NL is actually going to win one. Now, it doesn't really matter at this point because it used to be the winner gets home field advantage. There actually used to be an actual, you know, caveat yeah. for winning the game. Exactly. Now there's not. Now it's just a fanfare game. Um, yeah. But. That's hot. That's I no hitter no in the All Star game. You have the best hitters in the game coming up there. Uh, there's no Oof. way these Gallon hasn't even thrown a no hitter in his like career, and he's played. He's facing, it's going to be a combined no. Uh, oh, that's rough, dude. I don't know the way the way that uh, Thompson has pitching. I don't think it's that's happening. True. He'll pull. He'll pull Gallon as soon as he lets one. Yeah, hit I up. wanted to know this. What? How did Rob Thompson get into the? game because he was because the, in the world series yeah he was the nl manager it's the world series managers that, that are in it um yeah dude I, whew, that is very hot very, it's a good very, one very hot it's a good one but yeah. uh I'll, I'll go next david because I, I like saving years for last because you, you should have saved that one for last to be honest that was that was really hot. that was crazy but mine is and there's only three games keep in mind there's only three games being played this week 
or this weekend. The Astros will be in first place ahead of the Rangers at the end of this weekend. Ooh. They're two games back. Wow. Two games back. Rangers are playing the Guardians. Wow. But the Astros are playing the Fallen Angels. And I think they're going to take all three of those. Now, they're saying that Otani's pitching the first game. Um, but is he? Is, I thought he was you know, hurt. Is he not? I, I was told no. it was only a blister on the finger. Yeah, he's 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 DHing in the All Star game too. Okay, well then he should be back to normal by then. Um, But still, I think I I think the A's are going to be out there, and I think they're going to get it. When is dude? You got you think he gets traded here soon? Huh? You think Otani gets traded here soon? I don't think they're. I don't think they can afford to get rid of him at this point. Dude, I feel like that's all they can do is afford to get rid of him because you're tanking. Your okay, season's going to end with you not going into the playoffs, is, and you're going to let the best player in baseball walk because your team sucks and is a poverty franchise. It's the same thing that happened with Trout. Right? Trout's different. He was way too loyal. No, he was not. Yeah. Dude, he... Christians, I, them Japanese boys ain't Dude, loyal. as this true-hearted <laughs> American boys. Trout would have Trout would have a hundred percent if Harper would have just kept his mouth shut, Trout would have ended up signing with the Phillies. And but the Angels got scared, so they offered him 10 year four hundred million dollars. I would have loved just the two most injury prone all-stars out there with Harper and uh Trout. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Right. But what do you get? What do you got, David? Well, tag team each other on the IL. You do like tag um, teaming. <laughs> I don't like being the second of the tag team. But you do like your three-way, too. Dude, uh, okay, that's actually no, oh, that's my certified baller. Oh, Skyline Chili, my so certified good. baller. We Skyline. don't get those. In, um, no, so my hot take of the week, I, I feel like I said it this past weekend. I have Randy Rosarena winning the home run Rosa. derby. Um, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think he's a really great hitter. I don't think he's talked about enough. And I think he'll shine out in the uh, the home run derby. I think Pete Alonso's in it, so I think he's right now the the um, the front runner for it. I don't know who else Alonzo. is in there. Is I don't know if Vladdy's Alonzo, Vladdy, Julio Rodriguez, uh, the bull from the White Sox. I forget his name. Uh, I forget his name, but uh, Rosarena, uh, dude from the Texans, a Lotus or. Or uh, I forget his name, outfielder, and then there's one oh, other person. Oh, I know. I thought it was Jung. oh Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts. Mookie it was Jung, it yeah, was Jung in the in the. Uh... No, Jung's no, no, not no, Jung. Um, here's what I'll say too. I think Rosen is going to win. Don't be surprised if the Seattle Mariners Julio Rodriguez wins because for some oh. reason they always love to have the hometown favorite winning those home run derbies. Um, but we'll go with the Rosen winning the home run derby. That hold on, that was your hot take last week. You're gonna continue to. Well, Keep my it? hot take. Uh, we made our hot take on the weekend. Uh, so, like, oh, what, what mean, do you what do you want my hot take to be? I want you to have another hot take. I want to have an honorable mention hot take. Honorable mention hot take. Okay, yes. what's going on in the week world of sports this week? There's literally nothing going on. Um, the All Star Game. 
Besides the All-Star game, I'm going to fine. The no, home run derby. There's going to be eight home runs hit during the All-Star game. Screw your no-hitter, Christian. Eight <laughs> home runs. The ball's going to be flying out of the yard in Seattle. No one's those, going to care. They're going to put helium in those things. Dude, they're yeah, they're going to yeah, gonna start using tennis balls. Those are going to be launched 500 feet in the air. Your no-hitter's going to be gone. The second pitch. Second pitch of the game. Your no-hitter's going to be gone, Christian. Eight oh, home sorry. runs. Oh can't my goodness. Even argue it. Ooh, oh, can't be argued. I love it. Alright, guys. On that, we'll see you later. I'm, just, I'm excited for the celebrity all-star game, so I'll I'll see you guys later. 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 later.